Hi there, that's Talk Sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of our Friday morning show. And it's Friday, so we talk to one man in the morning, and that's Rob from the Nova Nation podcast. Thanks for joining me. For having me, Dan. As always, I'm coming to you live from my studio. Well, from my car, but uh, it's. I'm glad to be here as always, and I uh, love talking to you and to the uh, Let's Talk Sports Network. Okay, um, same here. So, before we get started, a new episode of the Nova Nation dropped this week. You can catch it on all good audio platforms and also on the YouTube channel. So, um, I encourage everyone to do so. We're heading into college uh, basketball season. Not quite there, yet, but now's the time to uh, get in your content because you can absorb the information and be all ready for the season. So that means you only go to one podcast, and that's the Nova Nation. Rob and Chris will keep you up to date. And how did the show go, Rob? Dan, it went great. We talked a little bit about uh, what happened with a couple uh, with a transfer from uh, the, the basketball team. We talked a little bit about Coach Neptune and his practices, and we gave our very, very early thoughts on starting lineups, playing time, and all that fun stuff. So uh, it was a good show. Uh, I encourage everybody to go take a listen uh, if you are a college basketball fan. Uh, because, yes, it is getting close. Probably what practices really start going in September, and then uh, you have a couple of games there in October. So it's getting close. So uh, go and take a listen. Yeah, please do. And um, I just want to promote the Fantasy Football University. I had an episode last night, a fee. Another interesting episode, Scott returned, uh, one of the fantasy content creators what is joining the network, and I had Kevin Hickey, editor of the Colts and Giants, Raya, and contributor for USA Today. He's going to be joining the NFL coverage as a Colts uh, contributor, so uh, please do check out that episode. It's something me and Ryan have been working on for six or eight weeks, uh, I would appreciate if you could head over to YouTube and check out the episode. Lots of great content as you prepare for the fantasy season. And talking of the fantasy football season, some topics to Rob's team may come up in the first topic. And that's talking the Chiefs running back situation. And there's all sorts of rumours regarding the rotation with Ronald Jones. Um certain undrafted uh, free agent running back. Um, how are you feeling about, A, this situation and your pick and your fantasy draft, Rob? Well, uh, I picked Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as my so, running back. I have him in my starting lineup. And as far as how things have been going so far uh, with the Chiefs there, he has been taking all the first-team snaps uh, so uh, the job, I think, is his to lose. And um, so he's been getting most of those first-team snaps. Now, uh, Jarek McKinnon is probably the next in line. 
uh, for, you know, minutes and backup roles and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But from, from all accounts right now, everything is uh, Edward Tiller is going to be the guy. So if you have him on your fantasy team, like I do, uh, I have him in my starting lineup for week one. Yep. Um, it's interesting. This is going to be a very important uh, season for Clive Edwards-Hilaire. Um, something complicated is Ronald Jones was expected to be the RB2, but his talks he could, if not be moved for a late-round pick, even be cut. And someone what could work into the rotation is Asaya Pachenko undrafted free agent. That's probably not going to affect Prive Edwards-Hilaire, but it could affect that RB2 spot, Jet McKinnon. Um, let's be honest, even if he does perform, history would state he's an injury rating to happen. So it's going to yep. be interesting how this look. If you're still got your draft, Mank, I would suggest anyone as a late-round pick or even on a waiver um, pick up Asaya Pachenko. He said, I think his usage might go up as the season goes on and he could be a bit of a sleeper pick for you. But the Chiefs running game is going to be interesting because kind of, it, it's still going to be heavily pass-heavy. But I expect a little bit more from the running game given uh, the receiver position and Tyreek Hill not being there. So it's going to be important, whoever that guy is. And um, I would expect a Clive Edwards-Hilaire to have a lot of opportunity. He hasn't necessarily had the best camp, is the rumours, but camp is camp. Um, we know his talent. So um, I want to see what he can do on the field. And we're almost there, Rob. We are. It's the, the biggest thing is him staying on the field. That's the most important thing, staying healthy and getting through uh, a season, playing you know 17 games. That's going to be the key for him. Uh, and that's how things are going to go with him. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, so before we move on to another question regarding uh, NCAA, um which is a whole complicated situation. But um, Alan first asked, how do you feel about Sky Moore will do in the Chiefs offense? I think, I don't know how Rob feels, but I think he'll be very successful. And both seem, it depends what you deem successful. I think he'll be successful for rookie. Will he have... Um, the numbers, what some of the rookie receivers have the last couple of years at that top level, no. Um, but I think, I don't know, kind of feel 700 yards, maybe something along that, those lines. And that is a successful place for any rookie. We're being a bit spoiled the last couple of years in what um, some of the rookie receivers do. Um, how do you feel uh, Sky Moore will do, Rob? Well, he had, he's in a great place, obviously. Having Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback right there is going to be a huge benefit for, for you as a receiver uh, in the Chiefs lineup, especially now with Tyreek Hill not there. Um, you know, they 
say what you will about the rest of their receiving course, but, um, you know, it, he's going to get playing time. So he's in a great situation, a great offense. And uh, I could see him having a, a very good year. Yep. Audrey. Um, so, uh, Gary, a regular voice in this uh, network, asked, he's not a massive NCWA basketball follower, but I heard some news about the March Madness being a closed bracket, no automatic entry for some teams. Can you explain that for a newbie? So you come to the right place because Rob could probably talk for the NCWA and in particular uh, March Madness all day. So has he come to the right place, Rob? Okay. Well, so I, I guess what they're they're looking at is so automatic entries. You win your conference, whether it be uh, you know you win your conference. Usually, there are certain conferences that have um, when you win, you are automatically put into the NCAA tournament. Uh, but some of these conferences over the years, especially as you can see how conferences are going on the football side of things in the NCA, where a lot of these, you know, what were larger conferences are now uh, kind of coming together. Some of them are losing schools here and there. Uh, this is also happening and there's a lot of realignment going on and it's going to be happening on the basketball side too. So a lot of these conferences that had automatic bids uh, in the past are, are not the conferences what they used to be. So you have a conference that might have over years gotten, you know, gotten a little bit lesser and lesser as far as uh, the amount of teams and the play uh, themselves, but they're still getting this automatic bid over a lot of these other teams that are, you know, maybe not winning their conference, but being very, 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 you know, good teams. Uh, so they're looking more at, you know, the strength of schedules and what teams you are playing throughout the year. I think that's going to be what uh, is going to be more as an evaluation for uh, entry into the uh, tournament. But, you know, that, that's a very dicey situation. There's there's obviously money involved. There's other things involved with that. So I don't know how much that can really be changed. Um, but it, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's 68 teams that get in. Uh, they expanded it. I, I think that's really all they can do. Um, there's always going to be teams that, you know, should have gotten in but probably didn't because of an automatic bid. But that's the way it is. And, um, you know, you just got to go out and win. I mean, that's really basically your way to get into a tournament. So um, but that's something to be interesting to watch for and see what happens down the line. But um, there's a lot of changes going on in college sports Um uh, in, in different, um, even, you know, with basketball and football. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, Gary, if you're looking to get into another sport, me and Rob have got plans to do a college basketball show, which will obviously be more general. It obviously won't interfere with Nova Nation, which will always be Rob's staple show. But so it should, are you looking to get in? Then now's the time to get started. You'll start to hear some news about that show coming up. Got lots of plans. Rob's going to be doing plenty of content. He's going to be part of my NFL team, doing 
a post-game show for us and um, obviously help out with the Chargers content, which I'll speak to him after the show. But and me and Rob has also been working on something for the last few weeks, um, which we're probably going to have a post about later today, which I know we're both excited about. Uh, so keep your eye out for that. Um, everyone, please do check out uh, Gary's content. He's just been taken on to do a show on the NFL from a UK's fan perspective for Variety Sports Network. And as I always say, we help each other grow. Gary's doing great things. He does my Saturday show with me. And um, go over to Variety Sports Network. I know some of the guys over there, they're good guys. Please support what Gary's doing because this is a community and um, we support each other. So please do support that. Um, so the charges, Rob. Um, I wanted to talk to you about their defence because I like pretty much everything they've done in regard to their football operations all off-season. But their defence, I think, has the potential to take a massive jump. And it wasn't bad last year, but there's just a few pieces missing. I think that's the best way to put it. But this year... I think they could be a top five and maybe even a jump up from in the top five. Is that how you feel? Dan, I do feel that way. However, there is a little something to watch out for. Uh, I want to just talk briefly about that. Derwin James, uh, their safety, has been sitting out. Uh, he's at the facilities. He's there. Um you know, watching and he's participating in, um, I guess, studies and all that stuff. But he is not playing in any games uh, in the preseason until he gets a new contract. So um, he's looking for a new contract. He's on the last year of his uh, his rookie uh, contract. So he's looking for an extension and he's not playing. So as far as what everybody says, you read all the reports, they, they both want to be same situation so they both want to be um you know together they want to get a contract together but it still hasn't been done uh so this is kind of you know it's getting closer and closer to uh the start of the season and uh you know everybody says oh you know it's going to get done it's going to get done it's going to get done but it hasn't so there's got to be a reason why it hasn't gotten done and and this is just a little something to watch because um you know, obviously you don't want distractions, uh, especially a distraction like this where one of your better players uh, is uh, looking for a contract and possibly wanting to sit out or, or what it might be. And, you know, it'll definitely throw off the, the vibe on the defensive side. So that's yeah. something to watch. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm very optimistic that something will get done. That's what everybody's saying. But. Uh, you know, knowing the Chargers and being a Chargers fan and a lot of Charger fans that, you know, have been Charger fans for years like myself, no, um, we're not exactly the most, um, you know, we don't spend a lot of money. We've always been kind of tight with contracts and we've lost players because um, we haven't, you know, kind of anteed up and, and, and give these, these contracts and these larger contracts. Um, so, that's definitely something to watch, but uh, 
you know, the answer to the question, I mean, yes, they are definitely have the potential to be, uh, you know, a top five type defense, um, but they definitely need James in, on the field uh, to start the season to be that. Yeah, I agree. And I think this injury plays into it on two ways. I think some of the hesitant is his injury history. But on the flip side, if he's sitting out, I'm not worried about him taking too many snaps in preseason because you know who he is. Now, if he's sitting out, he can't get injured, if you will, or highly unlikely unless it's minimal training. So, to me, if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm not as bothered just because how he has been a bit injury-prone in his career. So, that increases your chances of him actually being on the field during meaningful games. And what it does mean is the young players you drafted this year gets extra snaps and so forth. So if I'm a Chargers fan, from someone what's looking at from outside, then this isn't necessarily a bad thing. I agree. It's not a bad thing uh, for everything that you said, but being a Charger fan for all these years, you have seen crazy stuff happen, especially with contracts, and with players, you know, not being signed that should have been signed uh, and, and extensions given that shouldn't have been given. Uh, so, you know, and, until until there is a signature to paper, uh, I'm a little bit worried. But um, like you said, he him not playing in the, in the preseason games is, is not that big of a deal. Um, but uh, it, it is getting closer to just to the you know first week of the season. So. Um, I'm getting a little worried, but but you're right about him not playing is probably a good thing. Yep, I agree. Um, so Gary also adds he will hit you up uh, about Renault's football uh, chances soon enough. So um, yeah, um, so um, the last subject I wanted to talk to you about briefly was the 76ers. I know we're ways away from the NBA season, but how do you view them? To me, I see them as the Bucks starters were clear favourites in the conference, but the 76ers shouldn't be, and I wouldn't be afraid of the Bucks, but I think you can make an argument for the 76ers as good as or better than any other team. I know some people would say Miami, but I think if the 76ers hit their season, they're maybe a little bit deeper than Miami. I don't know how you feel about this. Um, how do you rank their chances this year? Well, I definitely put them in the top three right now, as of things stand with their uh, with their roster being what it is right now. I put them probably top three. I mean, my top three would be the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Heat. I, I think those are the three, three top teams in the East. Um, I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, four teams. You got to put the Celtics obviously in there too. So there's probably four teams that can probably vie for that number one position with the rosters being uh, what they are right now. But I keep saying that because there's been a lot of rumors going around, especially in my area, and I don't know if it's kind of a around Philly thing, but uh, there's a lot of rumors going around Kevin Durant and 
possibly him being traded. Uh, the Sixers are one of the teams that he would uh, want to be traded to. Uh, and uh, there's been uh, some um, some reports and some, you know, uh, YouTube uh, clips of him uh, practicing with James Harden over in Barcelona. Uh, the two of them apparently are friends. And, um, you know, there's been no riff with uh, Harden leaving the, the Nets like he did. Uh, so that's something to look out for. Um, and that would obviously change the whole dynamic of the Eastern Conference uh, if if something like that were to happen. Now, me personally, uh, I'm not a big fan of that deal if it were to happen uh, because I believe in order to get Durant, obviously you would have to trade uh, Tobias Howard, Harris, which, you know, that, that that's okay. But you would have to put in Tyrese Maxey into that trade. And... Um, just seeing what Maxie has done his first two years, uh, reading about him, um, watching him uh, in the offseason and how he works out and how he has a desire to get better. I would not want to give up Tyrese Maxie in a trade for Kevin Durant. Um, and, you know, it, it's you obviously you want to win championship, but obviously you also want to be around good players and Tyrese Maxey to me is a player that you know people can root for uh the kids can kind of look up to him he, he's a hard-working kid uh he's continually trying to get better and you know he he's somebody that that philly can get behind so uh, i'm kind of torn between uh winning that championship but then obviously having these these good players on the team as well so uh but that's something to look out for um i, I don't know if a durant deal is even going to get get done he, he probably might start out uh being on the nets i think he will start the season on the nets and then we'll as the season goes on kind of see what happens and then maybe at the trade deadline something happens where he gets traded but um that's that's something to watch out for yeah but i agree i wouldn't do the deal personally what you're essentially trading for is two years at best of top production of Kevin Durant, uh, absence of 10 or more so years of an absolute superstar point guard in Maxi. I think he's, he has the potential to be a top 10 guy in this league once he fully reaches his ceiling. And even if you make that trade, I'm going to do that if you can guarantee I'll get a championship. And I don't think if you add Durant to this roster, it makes them better. Yes, probably. But I'm not sure it makes them necessary championship side in the next couple of years. And his injury history isn't good, so that will only get worse as the season goes on. So I don't do this personally. Not if you've got to give Maxi, and I think you probably would. So, um, yeah, there's enough drama in Philadelphia without adding Kevin Durant to the mix as well. Because who knows, he could come in and want changes in the coaching staff, as you've seen with the Nets. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do it, personally speaking. But, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they are this year, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in other episodes. But I just want to thank you for joining me today, Rob. Dan, as always, it's a pleasure. And uh, 
thank you for having me. And uh, it's been always fun. Uh, and I hope you have a great weekend. Yep, uh, same to you. Um, whatever you're doing with Lucas, I hope it goes well. I'm sure it'll be something sort of basketball related or training related. So, yeah, good luck with that. Thank you. Um, no problem at all. And I'd also like to thank Gary and Alan for commenting. It really does help the episode. And me and Rob will be back next Friday. And until then, let's talk sport fans. Thanks for watching.